Amen. Guys, I forgot to mention a couple of things. Um, there's water over there for you if you're a little thirsty. I know it's sticky and humid, so feel free to get yourself a drink of water if you need it. And you know, I forgot to do something. Um, I'm, I'm so blessed, you know. Pastor Nick, he stepped up, right? He's been, this is the first time I've been in a pulpit like this in a long time. And uh, I'm so thankful for him. But I'm also thankful for the opportunity to bring, bring the Word of God. Uh, I forgot to do something this morning, and, and I forgot to tell you guys to stand up and greet one another. And so well, you could stand up, wave. Uh, we got some wonderful guests that are here with us today. Amen. Wave at the folks in the gym as well. Amen. Amen. And uh, be sure to greet our, vi- our, our guest after the service as well, because I see a lot of new people here as well. So wonderful, wonderful. All right. All right. You got a little stretch there. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Wow. Well, we are blessed. We are blessed. A lot of guests this morning. So glad. How are you, my sister? Amen. Amen. Um, so we have been going through this series through the month of August, called Roadmap. And, and Pastor Nick has talked about this. We're going to conclude the series today. And, and, and so we talked about early this month that, that we, you and I, need a roadmap to how we are to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Amen? We need guidance. We cannot on our own do this. And God provides that guidance in His Word. Amen? And so, you know, we need that roadmap. And so we, we touched on some key areas um, this month. And so Pastor, Pastor Nick started with godliness. And he said to godliness, and that was the first Sunday. He says, we need to train ourselves to what? To be godly. In other words, we have to. Training means we have to practice it. We have to practice it. We have to get in the Word. We have to be in the Word every day in order to live this out. And so we have to, we have to do that. And, and, and godliness means to be devoted to God and to be active in our faith. And so we talked about that because many, we, we can be devoted to many things, right? You know, I mean, some folks are devoted right now to devoted to the Chicago Bears. You know, I, I saw some guys yesterday, they had the Justin Fields hairdo in the Justin Field jersey. He ain't even starting yet. But I mean, I could tell they're all in. Okay, so, but... There are many things that we can be devoted to, but God says we're to be devoted to Him. Amen? He comes first. And so we talked about that, and, and that needs to be. And so we said, Pastor Nick said, we need to check ourselves and say, God, what am I devoted to? Because sometimes we get things out of whack. And it's not that God's not there, but we put God in the back seat and say, God is number one. Amen? We need to be devoted to Him. And then he also preached on a message on humility and talked about in 1 Peter 5 how we need to humble ourselves. And he just spoke very honestly. God, what? He hates pride. He hates pride. And God will humble you if you're prideful. Amen? And, and, and I remember Pastor Nick says, you know what? I'd rather humble myself than God have, have God humble me. And I, so I say that to you and say to check yourself. Because even as believers, we can get prideful. We can forget 
especially if you've been a believer for a while, you forget what God did for you. You forget that it's not, it's not about you coming to church and being this perfect person. Because none of us can be that, that good. It's about what he did. Uh, and then, as well, then going on to seek to be holy as he is holy. And that was the last message that Pastor Nick preached last week, and he preached to purity. He talked about how we can be pure. And what he said was, being pure means that, that being uncontaminated. And so he talked about, about what we put inside. He talked about garbage in, garbage out, right? And I, I, I love the analogy he used of the weightlifter, you know, his friend that's a weightlifter, and he sculpted. He says, you know what? He, he don't eat no Doritos, <laughs> okay? He says he might want them, but he doesn't eat them because he's careful about what he puts in his body. And so you and I, in a spiritual sense, we have to be careful what we put inside ourselves. So there's some things that you and I have to turn off that we can't listen to. That, and, and for us as men, that we actually need to flee from. Amen? And he just says, you can't handle that. And, you know, we talk, I remember we would talk often to our youth about what they would listen to, um, and especially with some of the, the gangster rap that they would be listening to. And, and I remember Pastor Allen would talk to them and say, you know what? You're poisoning yourself without knowing it because you listen to it. And I'm not against rap. Don't get me. It's all about the lyrics. But if you listen to the lyrics of some of the stuff, that I hear, it's not good. And he says, you don't want to be putting that in to your body. And so, so, the, so we got that picture. And so today, we're going to talk about the last one, which is faithfulness. The idea of faithfulness. And really, what that's going to come down to is, is what we focused on today, which is about Jesus, about the Lord, and focusing on him. So uh, I'm going to have a word of prayer in just a minute. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this series, Roadmap. And Lord, we, we, we pray that, Lord, we would be godly, that we would pursue godliness, that we pr pursue humility, that we pursue purity. And Lord, that we would pursue faithfulness. So Lord, teach us this morning about faithfulness and what that means to continue to walk with you in the midst of the challenges and the storms of life. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the theme of the book of Hebrews is the superiority of Christ. Uh, and the picture that we're going to see here is that Christ is greater than any angel, any priest, and any Old Testament institution or covenant. Therefore, each of us must persevere in our faith through the difficulties of life in, other to, in order to find true rest in him. Um, before we start reading the book, I need to give you a little context of, of this book, the book of Hebrews. Uh, the purpose of, of the author of the book, we don't know who wrote this book, the book of Hebrews. Uh, but the purpose of the author of Hebrews is to establish Christ's preeminence, his support, superiority, and his replacement of the Mosaic law. And then to turn his audience back to faith in him, in him alone. His audience, the audience that they, this book was written to, was, were primarily Jewish converts. These were, these were Jewish believers who were being tempted to revert back to Judaism. They were getting ready to go back. And they were getting ready to go back. They were wavering in their faith and, and their confidence in Christ because of persecution by Rome and also 
rejection by their Jewish brothers, the Jewish, Jewish community. Uh, these were some of the things they were going. And then we know that they went through persecution because if you read in Hebrews chapter 10, it talks about persecution that they were going through. So they were going through some challenging times. And in the midst of those challenging times, they were thinking of going back. And so the author writes these words in Hebrews chapter 3. And we're going to first focus on the first six verses of the book, of, of this chapter. And it, the Bible reads, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, it's up on the screen or you can see it. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as, your, as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. Jesus was found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of the house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all of God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and a hope in which we glory. This is the word of the Lord. Amen? I want you to notice right off the bat how often you see that word house. And we're going to talk about that in, in just a moment. But you see that word repeated, house, over and over and over again. The first thought in verse, verse 1 is to fix our thoughts on Jesus. I don't know if you noticed it in, in, in the music today, some of the songs we sang, but it's all about fixing our thoughts, our minds, our eyes on Him. Amen? And so you and I, we need to do that. We need to do that off. We need to fix our thoughts on Him. And, and I, I, that's one of the reasons I love taking communion every month. Because when we take communion, we reflect on what Jesus did for us. We reflect on how His body was broken in order to make us whole. How His blood was shed for us in order to make a way for us back to Him, back to relationship with God. And that when we put our trust and faith in Him, God sees the righteousness of God. He doesn't see our sin any longer. And we need to do that because sometimes we forget. And, and we think that we're righteous all by ourselves. It's like, no, no, none of us are righteous, guys. No matter how long you've been a Christian, none of us are righteous on our own. It's all about what he's did, what he did, the work that he did. And so we need to reflect. In, in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, this, this idea of fixing your thoughts on Jesus made me think of this verse. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the, the author and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen? Amen. We need to shake off that, that sin. Because it, it does entangle us, right? It does hinder us. We've got to shake it off. We've got to persevere. But in order to do that, we've got to fix our eyes on him. Because otherwise, we're going to be off track. He's the one that gives us the strength to do that. And, and this verse, this verse 
1 there, I want you to know that verse 1 is especially meaningful to Jewish believers because it, it says there, um, it, it talks about, in verse 1, it talks about Jesus being what? The high priest. We acknowledge him as apostle and high priest. And I want you to know it, would be, it was meaningful for Jesus, Jewish Christians because for Jews, the highest human authority was what? The high priest. And so recognize Jesus as the high priest. But for Christians, the highest human authority were God's apostles. An apostle means what? One who is sent. And Jesus was sent, right? He was sent to save. He was sent to serve and to save and, and us. And so it talks on, it also talks on Jews in relationship to Moses. Moses, really, for them, he was a great hero, wasn't he? Moses was their great hero. He led them out of bondage in Egypt. He wrote the first five books of the Bible. He was the prophet that God gave the, the law to, the Ten Commandments. Moses was considered one of the greatest prophets or the greatest prophet in Scripture by Jews. However, it says Jesus is what? Worthy of greater honor because he is the central figure of Scripture. Amen? It's really about him. He was, he, he was human, but he was more than human. He's God himself. And Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt, Egyptian bondage. But what does Jesus do? He leads us out of slavery to sin. So Jesus is greater, amen? It's nothing against Moses. It's just this is who Jesus is. And so that's why the writer of Hebrews stresses that. In verse 5 and 6, it talks again about that, that, that Moses, and it begins to acknowledge Moses. It says that he was a servant in all of God's house. Amen? And, 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 but Jesus is what? A son over God's house. Okay? So that means that, that Moses was a servant while Jesus is a son. And secondly, Moses was part of God's house, whereas Jesus is over God's house. Okay? You get the picture? And, and so Jesus is the actual it goes on to say Jesus is what? The actual builder of the house. Okay? And that, that's the key. We, and that's what, and I want to talk about this house. Because you and I are part of it. Okay? We are, as the body of Christ, part of the house of God. And it goes on to say in 1 Peter 2, 5, that we are living stones. Jesus is the cornerstone upon everything else that is built. But we are living stones being built into what? A spiritual house. And so that's what it's about, uh, that we are, we are part of that house of God. And so uh, in John chapter 1, and this, I want to talk about this because this talks about Jesus as creator, right? And it says, John chapter 1, many of you know this, it says, in, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was what? With God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Let's talk about Jesus, people. Jesus was there in the creator. He's part of the creation, creator. In him was life, and what? In that life was light, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and what? The darkness has not overcome it. Amen? Let's talk about Jesus. He is the part of the creator. And so I'm going to move on from that scripture to verse, verses 7 now to 12. And what it, what it talks about. And this, this, is, this part of the scripture, it talks about warning against unbelief. 
So focus on this. In verse 7, it says, So as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. This is why I was angry with that generation. And I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared in my, an oath in my anger, they shall not enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold on, hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. This is the word of the Lord again. This word, as he's talking to the Jewish believers, is for them. And he's talking about their ancestors and how even though God brought them out of Egypt, right? They still, and part of the Red Sea, they still complained and they grumbled. They said, can, can we go back? <laughs> you know, you want to go back to Egypt. I mean, you remember your story in the Old Testament? And, and God said, you know what? You're not going. And, 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 and it, even Moses didn't get to go. That's a, that's a sad story with Moses. Moses got frustrated. God got frustrated with the people. And, 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 and the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't be like that. Don't fall as your ancestors fell. And, and, and what this says to you and I today is, is to continue on in our faith. And so my question for you is, as we're going through this season, and, and I'm going to have a list, but this, you might not be on my list, okay? But my question is, where are you wavering in your faith, in your confidence in the Lord? Where are you struggling with that? Because we do struggle, okay? If we're honest, we struggle. And it might be something different. You know, right now, Brother Bob Eshman, sent me a prayer this week for Afghanistan. Well thought out prayer, brother. I use that prayer in my, my pastor's group this week because often we're focused on Chicago. Not that there's not enough to pray for in Chicago, but the world is bigger than Chicago, okay? And in, in that prayer that, that you put out, and it opened up the whole group. The whole group was praying because sometimes we get self-absorbed. But, you know, he pointed out in Afghanistan what's changed over the last 20 years. And a lot has changed, okay? A lot of help has come to Afghanistan. A lot of resources have come to Afghanistan. But one of the primary things that's come to Afghanistan is the gospel. There are believers in Afghanistan right now that we need to be praying for because they are going through real persecution. There is revenge killings that are happening in Afghanistan. There are people that helped us. They're being killed because we didn't get them out. And, and that's really happening. That's happening before our eyes. And there's believers that are struggling to hold on to their faith. And are they going to say, I still believe in Jesus, even as they may die? And so we need to pray for Afghanistan people, okay? We need to pray for them. And also I want you to pray because they're going to be coming here. Refugees are coming here. We're going to have the opportunity to reach out and minister to broken people. And I want us to be ready for that. Elder Doug's already preparing. 
you know? And so when you think about the stuff you have in the house that you want to throw out, pots and pans and things, they're going to need them, okay? Because when they come in, they're not going to have anything, you know? And so they're going to need that. So I just say that in that prayer. But also, coming back to you, what are you struggling with? You know, I'm going to lightheartedly talk about my wife for a moment, but we were struggling the other day with our, our kitchen. We have a kitchen remodel that's going on. you got to pray for that. Uh, and, and so, you know, she's like, I don't know if this is really going to happen. <laughs> okay, because they delivered the cabinets. Imagine this. They delivered the cabinets. We, we had it agreed. They're going to bring them. They're going to be prepared, ready to go, right? And they're, they're not ready. They're totally unassembled. We had to, <laughs> she's like, take it back. You know, <laughs> not we could do, but it was, just, it was just a frustrating day, right? You know, and so she's like, is this going to happen? I said, it'll happen, but I guarantee you other things will happen along the way. They're going to test it, test you, you know. And so, well, so that's, that's a little thing for us. You know, we could talk about our little puppy, Lily. I got to get up at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning with Lily. You know, there's all kinds of little things. But, you know, there are bigger things, too. Our pastors were praying for the violence that is ongoing in our city. My God, people. We have children that are getting shot every day. Innocent children in our city. Innocent mess. And, and I say, just pray for those that are in the middle of the mess because they grow weary. You know, guys, I was on vacation for, for two weeks. And, and I'll just say this. And I say this to pastors and any pastors, listen, you need rest and renewal. Okay? Sometimes I have to get out of uptown and get away from the gunshots and get away from the chaos. And Jesus did it too, right? He went and went into the mountain to be with God. Spend time with his father. Sometimes you have to do that in order to come back and go back in the valley and do the work. And I just say that because you all need that too, okay? We need that. But pray for those that are doing the work that they get that time of rest and renewal. I know a brother that, that preached on, at our, on our Northside Pastors Conference. His name is Donovan Price. Donovan Price is a first responder. He goes to every shooting. When we had 100 shootings the 4th of July, he went to 53. Can you imagine that? It takes a special person to do that. But he needs prayer and he needs encouragement. He came on the north side to get a break. I mean, I'm just being honest because the south side and the west side, it's every day, all day. And so we need to be praying for the violence and be praying for these, these youth that God would be on their hearts and soften their hearts to put down the guns and open them up. You know, as Pastor Allen ministers and offers them a way out because they need a way out, you know, and they don't know there's a way out. And so we need to be praying for that. Uh, for us, those of you that are here today, maybe you're struggling to put that mask back on. How many didn't want to put the mask back on this morning? Okay, I know I'm not the only one that didn't want to put the mask back on. I was frustrated. I'm like, I thought we'd be done with this by now. And, and so I could go on a rant. I'm not going to go on a rant. But just pray. People will get vaccinated. Pray that this is short-lived. That we can, And pray it doesn't hinder any of the ministry that we're doing. I know Pastor Nick, he didn't like it. He says, we're just getting started. And I said, I know. But, you know, trying to be obedient. But, you know, just, just pray for that. And, and, and pray for us to, to just stay positive in the midst of it. Just continue to do what we need to do that it won't stop us from doing anything that we need to be doing. Uh, God is still in control, amen? 
But, and so we need to remember that. Uh, lastly, I'll touch on a couple other things. Maybe some of you are struggling with your identity. I know I've talked to a person who was struggling with that. And there's, the world has many voices for what your identity is these days. So, you know, you get your identity from Christ, right? And so we just need to be reminded that many people struggle with that. Some people are struggling with their singleness, you know? I got, I got single people that want to be married. I got married people that want to be single. I mean, it, it, it's a struggle, okay? It's all right. It's all right. We struggle. But you know what? Just know this. God is in control, okay? And, and it's his timing. And that's sometimes we struggle with his timing. But his ways are perfect. I mean, they're laughing because they identify, right? <laughs> but uh, and then struggling, some, some of us are struggling with joblessness. I got a brother. Where's Danny? Where's Danny? Okay, sorry, but Danny got a new job. All right, so just congratulate Danny. He's excited to be working again. Uh, and then lastly, some of us, some folks are struggling with homelessness, with addiction, um, and, and, and we, we walk with them. We walk with them wherever they are and help in those situations. So I don't know if that covers you, but you know what your struggle is. And all I want to say in regards to that is, is our confidence, your confidence, my confidence must be in God alone. Amen? And so that's, that's it. That's it. And so some of us, I mean, that, that doesn't mean that you don't, you're not involved in the work. You're involved in the work. God says what? I call you to be holy as I am holy. So we need to strive to be godly. We need to strive to be pure. We need to strive to be humble. But I'm saying we can't do that on our own. So there's a part where we cooperate and we are willing. And we say, God, I, I want to do this. Help me. And so we need to make that commitment. Uh, and then, but but the, the reality is, then it's about making a commitment to keep our trust in the Lord in good times and in bad. Amen? Amen. Um, there, there's this verse that's there that I read to you that, that's very meaningful for, for me. And, and I read it, and it, it just blew up to me in, in a different way this time. And that's verse 13. Where it says, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's de- deceitfulness. It, and it's, it's talking about in that passage that, that our hearts can get hardened. And we need to be careful about that. And the way that, that the enemy hardens our heart is he brings about these challenges. And if we're not walking with the Lord, we start to doubt him. We start to question him. And if we're not feeding ourselves the Word, we can start to drift. And that's why this, this, part, this part is so important, because it, it talks about encourage one another daily. And, and I say that because you and I need encouragement. You might not need it right now. You might be going through a great time. But I guarantee you, you're going to go through a time where you're going to need encouragement, where you have three or four things happen. I mean, we had this happen in our church with three or four deaths, one after another. And people greatly discouraged. And they just needed someone to encourage them and, and, and exhort them and remind them of the truth of who God is. In, in James 5, it talks about this, that, that, that when we go and we rescue a brother or sister who's drifting from the faith, we rescue them for a multitude of sins. And so there's something powerful, and I say that because what that means is you and I need to think about who's not here. Who's not here? And when they're not here a week or two or three, you need to call them. 
Because I, I can't see everybody. Pastor Nick can't see everybody and with 200 people. But you know who they are. They need that call. They need that encouragement. And they need to say, hey, come on back. Hey, I'll pick you up. You know? And, and you might need to go to the house to get them and just walk with them. But encourage them to come back. Because you don't want to get in that place where the heart gets hardened. Because when your heart is hardened, you don't even know you're sinning anymore. You don't even care. You know? But praise God, God is a God that can soften our hearts. I'm going to give you a scripture to look up later. It's, it's an Old Testament scripture, but the Spirit is all New Testament. And it talks about Ezekiel 36, verse 26. And it got, God says, listen, I want to do a new thing. I'm going to change your heart of stone and the heart of flesh. And I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. In other words, he's going to change us from the inside out. Amen? And so that, what that means is it's not superficial stuff anymore. It's, about, it's not about what you do. It's about changing your heart. Remember what Pastor Nick said? The stuff we do comes from in here. It's not that, you know, it, it said, you, well, your kids, they learn, they learn how to sin. No, they don't. My kids, my kids knew how to sin. They knew how to sin. They didn't have to teach it. You know, I know Sarah raises her hand. Sarah was great. She was, a, she was an angel. She was my princess. Until we got a son. Until we got a son. Until Matthew came. And she wanted Matthew until he came. And then she's like, what is this? I, I think she asked, asked Sarah, uh, Mary Allison, when are you taking him back? Can you take him back? You know, because she thought it was going to be a playmate, right? Playmate and stuff. You know, and I, I tease her about it. But I still remember her throwing beanie babies at him. When he was little and he, he was doing this stuff, you know, because you know how kids are. And I said, you know, it's going to come back. <laughs> but anyway, she'll tell you. She'll tell you. I'm just joking. Not telling anything out of school. But she, I didn't need to teach her that. We have to teach him not to sin. Amen? I mean, I know there's no question about original sin. That's, that's just who we are. But God, praise God, he changes us from the inside out. He gives us a heart of flesh. I, I'm going to close uh, with this. Um, you know, we all struggle to stay on the path, and sometimes we get off the path. But I praise God we have a God who restores us. He restores us. And, and you guys remember this. In John chapter 21, you talk about going back. So, John chapter 21, Jesus is gone. Jesus died. Disciples bummed out. Peter says, you know what? I'm going back to fishing. Jesus, Peter was a fisherman, right? And, say, oh, and, he, and he's a leader, so they said, hey, let's all go. And they go fishing. I, I relate. I'm a fisherman. I like to fish. But that's not what God, Jesus called him to, did he? He says, I will make you fishers of men. So they're out there, they're fishing, they fish all night. What, what do they catch? Buckus. Catch nothing. So it says that Jesus is on the shore. Sees him out there and says, how'd you do? <laughs> we caught nothing. And somehow, Peter knows it's Jesus. Runs out of the boat, right? And, he, and Jesus, what did Jesus say? He cast the net on the other side. Now, he's a fisherman. He's nothing happening. They cast the net on the other side. They catch more fish. They can handle it. Come on shore. They have, have a meal. But here's the key part. What happens after that is what's key. Jesus takes Peter aside. Same Peter that denied him three times. 
and he restores him. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Does it three times. He changed Peter. Peter's a different person after that. And he wasn't a fisherman anymore. He was a fisher of men. And, and, and that's what God does for you and I. So when we wander, and we all know, even as I preach this message, I know people that aren't walking with the Lord now. And they were walking with the Lord. And it breaks my heart. But you know what? God's not done with them yet. And you might need to make a conversation or make a phone call. Just encourage them. You can't make them turn back. But you can just say, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. And just pray God would intervene in their situation and bring them back to Christ. Bring them back to himself. Because God is a God that restores. Amen? He says, just make a U-turn. And so I just want to close with that. And I just want to give you an exhortation, brothers and sisters, that we would continue to focus on the person of Christ as a way to persevere in our faith, no matter what happens, in good times and in bad. And and I'm I'm just being honest. I'm being real with you. Bad times are going to come. I mean, it's, it's not all good. The stuff that's going on, I mean, I was talking to Pastor Dale today and, Pastor, uh, and, and Sharon. They were talking about what's going on in the world. I said, you know what? It's in the Bible. God said this was going to happen. Okay, it, I, don't, I don't know what you see on TV, the televangelists. There's a lot of false prophets out there, okay? He said it was going to happen. And so all that stuff we see that's happening, God's in that. He said it's going to happen. But in the midst of that, he said, Lead them to me. Because people right now, they're more open than they've ever been. Because they're not finding the answers they want out there. You know? And, and it's not out there. It's in the Word of God. It's in the person of Jesus. So let's pray, and then we're going to close with the song. Lord God, thank you so much for your Word. And Lord, we pray that we would fix our minds on you. We would fix our eyes on you because that is what will enable us to go forward. That will enable us to to grow and persevere. We thank you, Lord, as we persevere, as we endure, as we walk in our faith. And, And it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. But as we do that, you grow us and you make us more and more and more like Jesus. And so be it. So, Lord, help us to walk well with you as we go through these challenges and these trials and help us to encourage one another to exhort one another in christ even when we go through those seasons and i say that because sometimes we need somebody sometimes we need exhortation sometimes i need a kick in the butt sometimes i need somebody to just put their arm around my shoulder just come alongside me and say it's going to be okay but just to remind and refocus me on you So I pray we would be that way. We would be that body of Christ for each other. And Lord, for those that we know that are not walking with you right now, we pray for them. Lord, Lord, even in the midst of the trial, even if the healing doesn't come, that we keep our eyes focused and our hearts focused on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to close with this song, and then um, the worship team will close us in a minute. You, you want to put that up?
Wait a moment, guys. The Cutlass song. I'm sorry. Oh, I got you. I got you. Sorry. Are you there? Okay, never mind. Let these guys sing. Okay, we'll come back to that if we can. Amen. Amen. Be thou, be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to 